You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety, take their power back, and learn how to create a truly beautiful life. Each week, I'm speaking with amazing individuals who are experts in the field of entrepreneurship, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, sex, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a mom, a blogger, and a certified health coach. I'm obsessed with personal growth and change, and I've helped women all around the world regain alignment with what they truly value in life and remove the blocks preventing them from living their life to the fullest. If you're ready to stop living a half-life and move fully into your power, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey guys, in this episode, I'm speaking with Skylar Dean. He's the host of the Early Risers podcast, and his specialty is helping entrepreneurs and high performers create habits and routines to be more effective. Now, I know you as the listeners are going to love this episode because so many of you are busy moms or just busy professionals looking for ways to get it all done. Like our days are crazy busy. There's so much coming at us. So he really offers so many great takeaways and tips for really starting the day off right and then keeping it going, having that forward momentum. Um, And I also wanted to mention he's offering a free workbook. He's entitled it The Snooze Stopper, which I love. Um, It's available on his website, earlyrisersmovement.com. Like I said, completely for free, full of great tips and really ways to start that habit for you to start optimizing your day and your life. So without further ado, here's my episode with Skylar. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD Supplements. Now, guys, I'm always researching. I'm reading the research every single day because there's so much coming out about CBD. Like, it's actually hard to keep up with. But the latest piece of research that I have found is that CBD is incredibly beneficial for you if you are going out for a night of drinking or if you've already been drinking and you're suffering from a hangover. So studies have shown that CBD, when paired with alcohol, actually protects the brain and liver from oxidative stress. This is incredible. So if you're going out for drinking, it's going to lessen the toxic effects of alcohol. And then if you've already been out drinking and you're suffering the next day, which we've all been there, um, it's such a great anti-inflammatory that it's going to battle that hangover for you. So head on over to motherhoodunstressed.com and use the code LAUNCH to save 10%. This episode is also sponsored by Four Sigmatic. This is the Finnish company bringing you medicinal mushrooms that you can put in your coffee, in your smoothies, or just in some hot water. Remember to use the code UNSTRESS to save 10% at checkout, and I promise you, putting mushrooms into your diet will change your life. Well, hey, Scholar. I am so excited to have you on the show. Um, We're going to get into all things mindset and morning routines. But before we get started, I would love for you to share with our audience a little bit about you, some context, um, how you were basically a self-proclaimed snooze hitter to someone who gets up early and is taking on the day. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for having me, Liz. This is super exciting for me. Um, For everyone listening, hello. My name is Skylar. And Basically, I just, I guess to start it off, you know, for the first 23 years of my life, I was a snooze addict. 
Um, I was never a morning person. I had periods of my life in high school and in college where I kind of pushed myself to wake up early and go to the gym, but I never really got the hang of it. I was always super, super tired. I wasn't excited about starting my day early. And whenever I had to set my alarm, I was always pressing the snooze button. And it wasn't until I started my first full-time job that I really started to get a hold of that stuff. Um, I wanted more time after work to have time for myself to relax. So I decided that I would just do the same thing that I had done in high school and in college. And I would get up and I would start my day by going to the gym. And I did that for a couple months and I was super inconsistent. I would always find myself pressing snooze and sleeping in. And finally, just one day I had just had it. And I was like, this is like, this is not working. I need to figure out how to get up on this first alarm and just how to stay consistent at the gym. And so basically throughout the process, I was just testing a ton of different things, different techniques. I was, I had accountability buddies and I was just doing whatever I could to get up. And through that process, I started to learn that, you know, not only is waking up on the first alarm, a major, major key, but just having a morning routine that you can do consistently when you wake up was so, so important because, you know, there's such a huge difference from waking up, rushing through your routine and going to do something for someone else at my full-time job. And then on the other hand, you know, waking up, having time for yourself and kind of setting the tone for the rest of the day where you've got that personal development under your belt before you even step into your office or your job or whatever you do during the day. Um, so that's a little bit about me. And, you know, right now I just have a company called Early Risers. I wrote an interactive workbook called The Snooze Stopper. And I'm just in the business of really helping people adjust their habits in general. Um, obviously focusing on morning and nighttime routines, but in general, I think having healthy habits, whatever aspect of life that means is just so, so, so important for your health, for your happiness and for your success as well. So that's awesome. No. And I think that that's so motivating because I mean, I feel like I go through these periods where like, I'm super disciplined, you know, wake up early, do my, you know, journaling, my yoga, my meditation. And you're right. Like it totally changes the entire rest of my day. Mm. Um, so when you first, before we get into what you do for your clients and how you coach people and just, you know, the content that you put out through your podcast to early risers is amazing. And I'm recently addicted. Thank you. <laughs> um, so take us through your morning routine. What's your, what's your basic routine? Like how you work on your own personal development each day? Yeah. So my morning routine varies in length, but it's always doing the same thing. Um, so basically the thing that changes is the movement. So some days I'll go to the gym for an hour and a half. Other days I'll just take a 10 minute walk but I'm always getting movement when I wake up. Um, so my alarm goes off around 4.45 now, and I use a wake-up light, which is like the best invention ever. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, 30 minutes before your alarm goes off, it starts to simulate a sunrise. So you wake up and your room is fully lit, and it's an amazing addition to my morning. Um, but the first thing I do is I get up and I walk to my kitchen and I grab a cold glass of water, and I'll just down that, and that's just to rehydrate. I honestly feel so much more awake after I drink that as well. And then after that, I'll head to my bedroom and I will do my gratitude exercise. So I think that gratitude is so, so, so important for just setting yourself up to be in an optimistic state of mind. And that exercise just involves writing down three things I'm grateful for and making sure to actually feel that gratitude because I kind of got stuck in the rut in the past where I was just kind of checking it off, you know, just write down, okay, thankful for my house, my bed, my family, and then moving on. But, uh, spend time really thinking about how those things affect my life and how grateful I can be for them is so, so, so crucial to get the most out of, out of that exercise. Um, 
And then after that, I will go into making my bed, which I think is so, so crucial as well. There's like an entire commencement speech on the power of that by mm-hmm. this guy named Admiral William McRaven. But I think that's just an awesome addition because it gives you that small win for the day. It prevents you from getting back in bed, which was one of the big things I used to struggle with. And it's just a good way to start the day in general. Um, And then from there, I will move on to my movement. So like I said, I'll go to the gym, I'll lift weights, I'll go for a run, I'll do stretching, I'll walk, just something to get the blood flowing. I think that's so crucial just to be done every single day. Again, just setting yourself up for, you know, starting on that strong note. And then after that, I'll do a meditation. And the meditation is I just kind of relax my body. I focus on my breathing. And then I'll spend a couple minutes focusing on the things that I want out of life. So some visualization, I'm just focusing on the present. And again, also back to that gratitude. And then from there, I start my day. And, you know, it can vary from being 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. to whenever I finish up with that routine, to be honest. Wow, that's amazing. So how has your life changed since implementing this and really sticking with it? In every single way possible. (laughs) Um, Honestly, just I think confidence is honestly the biggest one. I think that having that time to focus on yourself consistently is super, super crucial for your growth. And I've heard Ed Ed Milet say this, who's like this super famous guy for personal development. And he said that confidence comes in your ability to trust yourself. And when you set your commitments and you follow through with those commitments, you actually gain confidence from that. So I think a big part is saying, you know, I'm getting up at 445, I'm doing this morning routine and then going through it. And that gives you confidence because you followed through with that. And then of course, just having the consistent growth, like having consistent time every day to meditate, to exercise. Because before when I was doing that in the afternoon, obviously things always come up. You know, you sometimes may even follow through with that stuff, but you still have to make the choice of, okay, I just got invited out with my friends. Do I want to go with my friends? Do I want to go to the gym? And then whatever you choose, you're, you're missing out on something else. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. that's definitely the biggest. That was always my thing too. Like I could never work out in the afternoons. And obviously like I'm a mom, a, a majority of our listeners are moms, but that's why I think your message is so important because it's like taking that time for yourself when everybody else is asleep, when the world is asleep and you really loving yourself and focusing on yourself. And again, like you said, building that self-trust, mm-hmm. like I, I want to do this for myself because I know it's going to make me have a better day than if I just slept in. And then when yeah. you do that, you're, you know, you know that you're going to do that. And so in other areas of your life, you know, you know, you're going to do things and get things done as well. That's exactly. Cool. And, and I think just as a mom too, you know, obviously I can't relate to that yet or ever. Um, but even like as a father, I can't relate to that, but if you want to show up for your kids and you want to be the best mother or father that you possibly can, you possibly can, you need to make time to work on yourself. You know, you can't always have your focus on your kids or on your spouse, like without making time for your own self-development, for your own stress relief, you're not going to be able to show up hundred percent. You're not going to be able to give your best to your family. So that's like another reason, obviously I haven't experienced that, but it's just so, so, so important in general. Were your parents pretty good about that? I mean, would they do things for themselves and work on themselves? Is this where you learned it or? Yeah. Yeah. So, so my dad is definitely the personal development aspect. Um, he would always wake up early and be working out before the gym and our house was always filled with, you know, organic 
like the best foods and supplements that you could find. Um, and then my mom's just always been a super, super early riser. Um, she was just getting up early, having her coffee, relaxing, spending time with herself. Mm-hmm. And that helps her crush it as a mom too. So that's awesome. Awesome. And I, I heard something, one of your podcasts talked about the importance of nutrition and growing up, you know, in a house that really focused on eating well. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I know a lot of kids when they were younger, you know, when Saturday cartoons were a thing, they had this big bowl of sugary cereal and I never really had that. And at the time I was kind of upset about it. You know, I was like, Oh, all my friends are getting, like I go to their house and they have these amazing cereals. (laughs) But looking back, it just taught me such an important lesson. Like what you feed your body is so, so important. And I feel like as time goes on, the additives that we're putting in our foods, the chemicals, it's just getting worse and worse. And, you know, for kids to be raised and not being taught how to eat and just kind of being fed whatever and not really understanding that what you feed yourself has a direct effect on your health, on how you feel, like it, it's super important that that's something that should be done. And I'm extremely grateful that I was raised in that manner, you know, looking back, of course, in the <laughs> moment, maybe not as much, but mm-hmm. um, it's definitely so important because you what you eat has a direct effect on your stomach health, on your mental health. Like basically your entire being is affected by what you eat. So I'm, I'm super into nutrition. That's awesome. Mm. So going back to morning routines, why do you think most people can't, I mean, everybody wants to prime themselves for their day. Like it's a no brainer. What do you think holds most people back? So I think that it's technology to be completely honest. Um, so we are kind of living in an age where it could be any time of the day and it would look completely bright to us because we have lights, we have phone screens, TVs. And when we are constantly surrounded by these things, our circadian rhythm, which is our internal body clock, just drastically gets thrown off. So whereas, you know, if we were to go camping and sleeping outside, we'd probably wake up to the sun at 6 a.m. naturally. Now we're in our room and it's completely dark and we stayed up the night before till 2 a.m. watching TV Mm -hmm. and our body's just not prepared. And it's, it's definitely majorly has to do with the circadian rhythm. And I think, you know, that's, that's definitely the main issue. Just looking at phone screens, looking at TVs and not really setting ourselves up for a proper schedule on a daily basis. So how can our listeners start putting themselves in a position where they can get up earlier, take care of, you know, do whatever they want to do, whatever that means for them. Maybe it's yoga, maybe it's going for a run, you know, whatever sets them up for success. How can they start to kind of slowly bring that on? Because I feel like if they just cold turkey it, like do it, it, they're going to fall off the wagon. Oh yeah. It will never work. Mm -hmm. Um, It it definitely starts the night before. I, Mm -hmm. I think that having a nighttime routine will set you up for a better night's sleep and a better morning in general. Um, just to touch on sleep, you know, so many people always say, well, we need more sleep. We need more sleep. But in our current society, we need higher quality sleep. We need to be going into the deeper sleep stages where our body can really repair and restore. Um, so the biggest thing that's affecting that sleep quality in today's age are it's, it's the devices that we have. It's the phone screens and the television, because not only are we getting these stress responses every time we get notifications or every time we scroll through our phone, but if we're just staring into this bright screen, it's like a foot from our face, 
the blue light, which is the spectrum of light from the phone is going directly into our eyes. And it's basically making our body and our mind think that it's still daytime. Mm. So that suppresses our sleep hormones that prevents us from going into a deeper sleep. And even though you may be able to put the phone down and fall asleep in the next five minutes, you're not getting as high a quality of sleep. So I always like to say, you know, for a nighttime routine, as difficult as this may be, try not to use your phone for the last 60 to 90 minutes or try not to use your computer. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, when it comes to change, especially for cell phones and especially for all these addicting things, it's all about baby steps. It's not about just turning your phone off an hour and a half before tonight, but, you know, start with 10 minutes, start with 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and just give your body and your mind time to adjust to that. What else would you recommend for having like an optimal nighttime routine? Like what time do you go to bed? So I am usually asleep by 10. It sometimes changes because I do live with two roommates who are not early risers. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I usually try to be in bed around nine and I just read until I get tired and then I fall asleep. But when it comes to nighttime routines, I'd say the most important thing is just taking time to de-stress, just taking time to disconnect from the day because that cortisol hormone, the stress hormone, if you're getting hits of that, like right up until you go to bed, your sleep's going to be affected. But if you have time to completely disconnect from the day, you know, so you're not thinking about what your coworker said to you or that fight you had with your friend or whatever, if you're taking time to really disconnect, you can stop your mind, your hormones are going to work for you, and then you're going to get that better sleep. So, so yeah, so I like to say, you know, just do stuff you enjoy, as long as it's not staring at a screen, like talk to a person in real life, do a puzzle, draw, plan your next day is always a good thing. I always like to read. Just do things that, that are relaxing and that you enjoy. I love it. Have sex, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is there anything that you still struggle with um, as in terms of your own personal development? In terms of personal development, I don't want to use the word struggle. I think struggle is part of the process. I think it's just always kind of a, a struggle, but you know, I, I really embrace the struggle. I really like it. Um, I think in general, when it comes to my routine, I think the biggest thing I want to stay away from is getting in that rut of just going through the motions and just checking things off the list, like keeping that intention and keeping my purpose with the routines really clear in my head. So I'm, I'm focused. I'm not kind of getting lost in the motions and I'm not really losing the purpose behind it. I love it. So I'm curious, like for people, I consider myself like this too, um, who are seeking to always improve themselves and, and be better. How do you draw the line between, you know, trying to be better and then always feeling like you're not good enough? Mm. I think there's a big difference between, between grateful and between satisfied. I think that you should always be grateful. You should always be grateful for where you are in life, for who you are but I really don't think you should ever be satisfied with who you are. I really think you should always be striving for that growth for that next thing. Um, Personally, I used to be like such a shy kid. I used to hate speaking to people, hated being the center of attention and just through not being satisfied, I was able to just continually grow and grow into this person that is now doing this, like talking to you one-on-one completely comfortable. And that's, you know, looking back, that's mind blowing to me. Mm. And it's so important and so possible for everyone else. I love that. Mm. So talk to us about the early risers podcast. What was the motivation for starting that? And um, who have been some of your favorite guests? Yeah. So the early risers podcast started, I think just because I wanted another 
medium to get my message out there. I think podcasts are kind of blowing up right now. I mean, I love them. I listen to so many mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, it was just another way to get my message out. And I think also it was just a way for me to conquer more of my fear. Cause I, again, I didn't like having my voice out there for other people to listen to and just judge while I wasn't there, while I wasn't present. Um, but then I did that and I felt better and better. And it was just a good way for me to get the message out there. Um, in terms of guests, I've had a lot of awesome guests on a lot, a lot. I had one a few weeks ago. His name was Ty Hicks. He is a, I don't want to use the word psychotherapist. He, he's, he works with people to help them with their depression, their anxiety, to basically help them conquer anything that's blocking them. Um, and he had just such an amazing perspective. He had such a good outlook on life. I also had the author of the book, The Law of Attraction, Michael Loger. And that was like a, an awesome interview for me. That was one of my first ones. And, you know, he's been interviewed by Oprah in the past and he actually reached out to me. So that was just like, mm. okay, this, this is exciting. Like I'm getting into this and this big stuff is already happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had so, so many, I've had friends on, I've had other authors, I've had speakers, I had a, a mentalist on like a lot of, a lot of awesome guests for sure. So yeah. true. So what's next for you? I want to stick with this. Yeah. I, I just want to keep this going. I want to expand my coaching program. I would love to put out a couple more online courses and I mean, I want to get some amazing guests on my podcast. So love it. And talk to us a little bit about your coaching program. Like who is it for and what does it really get into? Yeah. So I'm still kind of zoning in on where I want to go with it. Um, right now it's just habit and performance coaching. So it's all about just people who want to build healthy habits or break bad habits. And of course, I would love to specialize in helping people restructure their days to reduce their stress and all that with nighttime routines, morning routines. Um, but honestly, just habits in general, I'm super, super passionate about. And for anyone who's really either not happy with where they are and they know why, maybe there's a, bar- a barrier they have, or maybe they've struggled in the past building a habit, breaking a habit, or even for the people who just, they're not happy, but they don't know why. I think there's a lot of habits that can be done to improve your quality of life and to also help you figure out more about your passions and your purpose and just your general sense of what direction you want your life to go. So really, really anyone who just wants to get better, um, obviously having specifics is the key. You know, you don't want to just say, Oh, I want to improve and then not have anything to do with it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just here for accountability. I'm here to teach. I'm here to motivate and really push people. So that's awesome. That's really cool to see. So, you know, we kind of touched on a lot of things, but what do you think is the biggest takeaway that you want our listeners to walk away from this conversation with? Yeah. Um, mine is definitely push yourself outside of your comfort zone. It doesn't, it doesn't have to do that much with nighttime and morning routines, but for me being who I used to be just super shy, super, you know, not really excited to socialize with people and not really excited to be seen by people. Um, just coming to where I was, it was all about just baby steps of pushing myself out there. Like I remember the very first thing I did with early risers was a blog post and I was like hovering over the publish button, like so nervous. Cause I didn't want people to read it. I didn't want people to judge me. And I just like forced myself to click it. And then after that, forced myself to publish a podcast, forced myself to shoot video, shoot a video. And it was just small baby steps of slowly pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. And that's where 
the real growth is in life. And that's where the real happiness is. If, if you're not satisfied with where you are, just start taking small, uncomfortable steps forward and you're going to be happy. Yeah, I think, I mean, I was right there with you. I mean, this whole thing started with a blog post and then it turned into articles and then the podcast and you're right. It's so scary to put yourself out there and to really be yourself, like showing coworkers and showing, you know, family members and friends from high school and college and like showing who you really are and what you really think and and having your voice in their ears. I mean, it's kind of terrifying, but at the same time, it's liberating too. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. So I do have some rapid fire questions if you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Bring it. <laughs> Rising early is key because it allows you to set the tone for the day. Mm-hmm. I believe in. Oh, I like that. I believe <laughs> in personal development. I think it's powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for Oh man, everything. <laughs> no, right now I'm, I'm grateful for you having me on the show. This has been an awesome experience. The world needs. The world needs more presence, I think. I think people are a little too sucked into social media and their phone and what other people are doing. And I think it could really benefit from people being more aware of just what's going on around them and themselves. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Things don't get easier unless you push yourself. Yeah, I I think just looking at life, I kind of always expected to just fall in the right place at the right time, but you got to create your own life instead of just letting life take you wherever. Mm, That's really good. So if people want to find out more about you, uh, what's the best way to find you online? So I'm probably most active on my Instagram. It's at early risers movement. Um, you can also just find me on my website, earlyrisersmovement.com. I have a Facebook page. My name's Skylar Dean, which is super hard to spell, but <laughs> in, the, in the title probably. Um, but yeah, Instagram would probably be the best. And if you do stop by, definitely shoot me a DM and say hello. I love it. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, so many great takeaways, obviously. And thank you just for being a light for the world and helping us all prime our days better and just be better people. And thank you, Liz. You're, you're doing an awesome thing with this and you're really inspiring a lot of people. And I love the message that you're putting out. Thanks. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Skylar. I loved interviewing him. I feel so motivated after this interview. I hope you do too. Um, Definitely go pick up his workbook, The Snooze Stopper at earlyrisersmovement.com. It's completely free and start setting the tone for your day and for your life. See you next time. If you're someone who struggles with stress and anxiety and you're looking for a natural solution that's not going to get you high or cause any adverse effects on your liver or just general disposition, you definitely want to try CBD. And my supplements are completely organic. They also contain ashwagandha and green tea, and they are amazing for helping you battle stress and anxiety. What's more, as I'm finding out, they're also really good to pair with alcohol because it's going to protect your brain and liver against oxidative stress. I mean, there's so many things that CBD is good for and so many things that it doesn't do to you as a side effect of helping you. It's kind of a no-brainer. It's something you definitely want to check out. So if you go on over to my website, motherhoodunstress.com, use the code LAUNCH to save and then try it out for yourself and see how much it can help you.